Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my next guest on the Swim for Tribe podcast, Eddie Iron Brocklesby. Eddie, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you doing today? Have you been training yet? Oh, yes, I've actually been swimming in my local um, centre for the last few days, so I'm really great to get back into a swimming pool again. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, I just noticed the other day you've got a new logo. What's, what's this about? You're you're officially becoming Iron Grand now. Previously, it was it was a little bit, you know, um, not not so official. <laughs> well, what do you think? I mean, I think it's worth saying that yes, I am an Iron Grand, and that you know, with our aging society, that um, we've all got to get that bit healthier and happier and fitter, haven't we? So <laughs> and, and let's get that message out. <laughs> I, I I think you know, in in the world of I don't know if you know this, but in the world of swimming. A couple of years ago, a gentleman from Canada broke the world records in the 105 to 109 category. So I, I, I you're you're just a spring chicken. You're, I think you're you're playing up to this. <laughs> yeah, but this is such an important message, isn't, isn't it, it, for us to be getting it? out there? You know, yes, I'm 77 now, and you're no. right. <laughs> spring chicken, spring chicken. So how did the how did the logo? So you is this in conjunction with Silverfit, your your charity, encouraging more sport? You you wanted your own independent sort of logo to how, how did all this come about? Oh, I don't think I gave it that much thought. Um, you know, because I've been running Silverfit as a charity now for oh, seven years, ah, I think. Um, so an increasing, expanding number of people that older people that are getting fitter and more sociable. Um, but I think in lockdown, it's been quite important to sort of get the message out that we still need to be staying as fit as we possibly can. Um, uh, so in Silverfit, we're still doing Nordic walking, which is an outdoor occupation. But of course, we're limited to five people per instructor at the moment. So uh. desperately hoping that that might increase fairly soon. Um, and yeah, well, Iron Grand seems quite a good idea, doesn't it? Is it label? I I liked it. I liked it. It was very impressive. It was good. It was good. And are you going to get your own range of kit created with your own logo? Oh, now? my Before lockdown, sort of, I don't want to say at its peak in that it's not no longer relevant or, or you know, not going to bounce back. But let's just say you had you had swimming, Nordic walking, walking football. You had cheerleading. I mean, this charity has grown, hasn't it? Yes, and it's very interesting, um, you know, where where it's grown and how. Still, the, the cheerleading was very popular. Um, but, you know, that's a mixture of dance and um, just having fun, really. And I think that's the crucial thing. Um, walking football, too, as long as you can stop these men running. Um, <laughs> I think it's a bit, you need a good referee for walking football, in my view. Um, but, yeah, it is finding a variety. Um, and we're looking at setting a new one up in Kingston um, and perhaps using the empty shops um, for physical activity. So that'll be a new start. Ingenious. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think that's something that Tani Gray-Thompson um, has talked about in conferences, and I heard her speak, and I thought, yeah, you're absolutely right. These are empty spaces at the moment, um, sadly, an increasing number, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, we, we should be using them. Let's get some people more active. You know, Pilates in the local store that's empty at the moment would be great. <laughs> Have you prolonged your triathlon career in a, as an ambassadorial role to sort of run in parallel with Silverfit? Has Silverfit taken over? How are the two working together now? I think they're working. I mean, obviously, the fact that I couldn't do the Ironman, the Austria Ironman on July the 2nd or 3rd, it's been postponed to next year. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, couldn't swim, of course, until... A week ago, no, fortnight ago, I suppose, was the first time I got to Hampton Pool. Um, so yes, that's made a difference in training terms. But I'm, I'm really lucky. A, I use the turbo quite a lot in Swift, um, and so I've kept my biking mileage up quite well. Um, and now starting to go out on real bike rides. Um, but I also live just near Bushy Park and Home Park, which is of course the origin of Park Run, and it's a pretty impressive park to go particularly at sunset which i love so i have had the opportunity of ongoing training and i'm quite privileged aren't i i reckon (laughs) you you're quite a you're quite a fan of zwift how's that working out oh that's been the absolute (laughs) lifesaver for me um over this period the fact that you can within your own home um, really discipline yourself for anything from you know an hour up to four or five hours um, sort of long rides that you can do um, knowing that you're part of a group that's riding it's an absolutely incredible um, system I think um, and then people as they go past you sort of give you a ride on um, and you get that message from some quite interesting people that overtake <laughs> me you can imagine I don't very often overtake other people <laughs> Uh, it's a fun experience and my goodness it's it's been as i said a lifesaver i think during lockdown look before we move forward um to more about your triathlon career originally though you weren't growing up you weren't particularly sporty you came to sport quite late in life Yes, it was 50 before I did any real sport. Um, Even at university, um, I went and sort of joined the athletics club right at the very beginning in Freshers' Week, and I think I did a long jump and strained a muscle, and that was the end entirely of any sport at all at university, apart from dancing, um, quite a bit of ballroom dancing, and I did actually represent the university doing the twist, I can remember that quite vividly. Fabulous. Um, but beyond that, no, um, and then, you know, three kids and a full-time social work job, um, I didn't do any real sport until I was 50. But you were very supportive. Your children were all sporty. Some of them were sporty and went on to high <laughs> <Yes>. levels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, children and grandchildren, they're all infinitely better than me. Um, <laughs> you you helped one of the grandsons who's really doing well, I think, with his triathlon. And absolutely desperate. He'll hear next week whether he's managed to get into Nottingham University oh. where both I and my husband went and he's so keen to do that but partly because of the brilliant triathlon club there so 
let's hope his swimming might just help him to get that place in Nottingham because, you know, must be awful anxiety for these kids at the time, um, you know, not getting their A-level results through university acceptances or refusals until next week. They've just come out, haven't they, today in Scotland? I Scotland, yeah. Mm, tough. Well, that, 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 that's 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 nice to hear. So your first, you were in your 50, 50 or in your 50s. We don't have to be specific. I, I'd never ask a, a young lady her age. But, but you found... I can the, be very specific <laughs> if you want the story. You, you found the Serpy Club first, the Serpentine Club. That's, you've been a big key part oh, of... Oh, no, 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 no. That was a lot later. later. No, so the real history, I went up, um, as I said, we were at Nottingham University together my husband and I, um, and I went up to watch a friend um, do the Nottingham Half Marathon. And I, we were living in Northamptonshire at the time, and I remember coming back to my husband and saying, you know what, I'm going to have a go at that Half Marathon next year. And he said you couldn't even run three miles to the centre of Northampton. And I think it was that challenge that is quite important, but yeah. yes, I can. Um, so I did. I trained for, I think it was about 12 weeks, um, and did do the half marathon in Nottingham. And then, um, you know, as a result of that, I think we moved down to London. I joined Serpentine Running Club then, um, and that's when I got a place in the London Marathon um, as well. So, um, yeah, uh, an interesting history. My husband also died when he I was 52 and he was 54. Um, so that was a tough time but I can so clearly remember the support of a few running friends that I had up in um, Nottingham then um, and how important that was for me so yeah I think that's part of my my path in terms of moving in down and, and continuing to run in London um, and then had injuries to both knees as you know I don't have an ACL now anterior crucial ligament Gosh. in either knee um, and so I was told you know to minimize the amount of running I was doing and that's when I started to swim <laughs> and it was probably just before I met you Dan when I literally could only swim a width you know <laughs> goodness me so yeah times have moved a bit although I'm not sure my pace has got any faster <laughs> <laughs> what's been the appeal of Ironman in particular because I mean you you could have settled with lots of short races. You could have settled, you know, Olympic distances, quite an, a challenge and an achievement. But what was it about the longer, the iron, the iron grand distances? And, and which, which ultimately led you to Kona, no less? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I, I was over in Lanzarote, um, you know, an island I love and Club of Santa that I oh, love. Yes. Um, and my son was doing the Ironman over there, so he'd done two or three Ironman, and I was there with his wife as a, you know, the support team, if you like. And it was at that point that I thought I'd love to have a go as an Ironman in an island, knowing the route quite well um, anyway, and just loving that bike route particularly. Um, and that's what got me into trying to do an Ironman. So, yeah, I have. I've done... 10 I think and I've succeeded in finishing six of them <laughs> I've usually come have I always come out of the swim on time um I failed to make the bike on time a couple of times um so yeah um and and do enjoy it um and I think the company of 
people and the support you know i'm i'm usually fairly near the end of the the thing so i'm coming in around 11 or 12 at night sometimes <laughs> um and you know the pubs are getting fuller and more supportive <laughs> so Wonderful. it's fun the run is always fun in an ironman when you're coming in fairly late <laughs> So I, I was—I mean, you've just summed up Lanzarote. I was going to ask you. Um, it does hold a certain fondness and and the appeal. It is just quite—is—is is it Europe's answer to Kona? Is there something more to it? Just the fact that it has the long history. What's the appeal? It is a beautiful island, isn't it? And yeah. when you get to Kona, which is celebrated for the volcanic, um, you know, views, and you think. Have you ever been to Lanzarote? <laughs> I mean, that is truly beautiful scenario, isn't it? The roads are really good now. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've improved massively since my son first did Ironman. So the surface there, it's quite a hilly route, isn't it? Um, quite. <laughs> but I just love the support of, you know, the various. I, I Was it the last time I had my, I set myself a challenge of getting every policeman to smile as I went past? <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> It is a very friendly island, I think, and very obviously supportive of, of the Ironman. How do you fit your training in now? Because you've got, uh, you know, busy family life and you're living in Kingston now, so you're closer to, to um, your daughter and grandchildren, is that right? Yes, yeah. and my son as well. And your so, son. yeah, daughter and son are both in Kingston, yeah. And, and Silverfit yeah. takes up a lot of your time. How, how are you getting it all done? still believe it or not probably sort of 20 ish hours a week something like that i'm probably <laughs> age 77 working almost as many hours as that in a week um but yeah it fits um <laughs> i'm enjoying life um and i think yes it's i, I sleep very well but that's probably not surprising is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. and uh, the odd glass of white wine that helps certainly does um you know i'm looking forward massively to this evening which is my first trip on a train up back up to central london to meet a few friends in the Vauxhall pleasure gardens um so i'm really looking forward to that and yes you're absolutely right there's a bottle of wine in the rucksack almost <laughs> steve, ready to go <laughs> steve steve true nudged me to to ask you about that he uh, he's missing his uh, his companion uh, we, it was a shame to miss Italy this year. Would it, would Italy, was Italy going to work this year, so close to Lanza? Are you were coming out oh, for that? Yes, no, that was that was quite an issue, wasn't it? But my son had signed up, so I was going to support you. him. Yes, but no, let's let's hope for next year. For next year. Better spacing. Um, they ought to be looking at that because the Nova Collie, I love doing. I, I wore the T-shirt yesterday <laughs> when I went out for a jog, and it reminded me of how much fun Nova Collie is, even if I didn't think I could probably do the full nine hills again. <laughs> that last hill is very steep, isn't it, in the Nova Collie? Um, but great training camp with Steve and yourself, and, and such a great group too, isn't it? So hopefully next year. Yeah, you mentioned you sort of the sporting connection, the comradeship and the enthusiasm and motivation there's something quite special about a training camp bringing people together and 
getting tired and, and doing your best to keep persevering and battling on. And, and that one in particular is a, a wide range of abilities, a, a yep. wide range of people, and it just gels and comes together and, and yep. us, usually finishes with, for those that don't know, this is just north of Rimini, um, Steve True, British Olympic coach from 2000, organizes a trip to Italy for a week, two weeks, and it culminates in the Nova Colli, uh, sportif which is a huge race uh, i think it's close to 15,000 cyclists now and it would have been the 50th year i believe um and yeah. uh, it's a shame that that didn't happen but fingers crossed for next year An yeah. another yeah. favorite of yours is new york the new york triathlon how did how did that come about <laughs> oh yes i mean that was probably the best swim i ever i'll ever do in my life um <laughs> Yes, that's a sort of family opportunity. Absolute okay. privilege, isn't it, to sort of jump into the Hudson um, <laughs> with your two sons and, and other friends of theirs that I've known since they were young kids playing badminton. Um, absolutely wonderful swim. So you, you jump in and, I mean, you sort of look at it at the beginning and think, can I really jump into the Hudson? And, you know, <laughs> how many dead bodies and how much... <laughs> is there in the Hudson but you sort of take a deep breath and in you jump and then suddenly for 1.5k you've got the current behind you all the way down that's brilliant <laughs> so absolutely sure that's the fastest I've ever done but um, no it's just a game it's all about the social life isn't it um, the sort of you know you, you bike then up to the Bronx and I don't normally see any of our group then but then you get onto the run around Central Park and you know there they are they've all finished a course ahead of me and there they all are cheering for me with their drinking hand already <laughs> but yeah it's about the opportunity isn't it to be part of a group and part of socializing and having fun together um aren't i lucky <laughs> let's um what other sort of races are on your bucket list what what else would you like to where, where else might you like to to race any in particular yeah, well, I've signed up. I mean, obviously, longer term, um, you know, the Ironman next year in Austria, um, which has been deferred. But um, I've signed up for the Heaverd um, Castle Triathlon as well um, in the end of September. Oh, excellent. Um, so I'm hoping that I might be able to do that. As you probably may remember, I came out of that two years ago after a very cold swim and got ushered into the warming tent or whatever you call it, which was, again, a fun experience. Um, so I'm hoping to do that. I've done quite a lot of the castle, um, you know, the virtual series, the duathlons. So you, you sort of run out for, is it 10K to start with, come back in, do 40K on the turbo, and then go out again on the, the 5K run. So, yeah, I'm really hoping that that might just take place at the end of September. Fantastic. That that would be that would be amazing. Now I went to watch um, Ironman Austria. Have you been before to Klagenfeld? No. no. That is a no. that is a beautiful part of the world. The lake is quite spectacular. Um, it's it's lovely to see how um, you know Austria treats its lakes. You know, in a, in a way we would sort of provide lifeguards and beach activities and safety cover you know around our seasides in in England but actually it's a it's a real lovely celebration of you know being active and, and getting into the water there I think you're going to really like that I, I was really taken aback 
um, when I went. It must have been about ten years ago now. But it's it's a lovely and everyone I've been, and it's a huge British race. Uh, you know, maybe like a third of the field. Sometimes some years uh, as high as that. So um, oh, really? yeah, oh, great. a huge Good. British presence going over to to racing that one. Um, interesting swim. I think it's still two loops and then an exit in the canal. You swim the last 800 meters up, up a narrower canal. And that's that's lovely because, as you remember, with uh, the Bruges race, we went to Bruges last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, and you're yeah. in that canal and you've got the you've got the intimacy of the the, fat, the the people cheering very close in. So I think you'll enjoy that. That'll be good. And, and Bruges was a good experience to prepare you for that, no less. I was just going to say Bruges 21. Have you got a date for that? Um, I've not heard from our good friend Robert yet. Um, obviously, obviously this year uh, I can't. I, I'm. I don't believe it's going ahead. I, I've not heard from him in a while. I trust as well. But um, anybody that does want information about the Bruges, uh, three kilometer, four, five kilometer, uh, little open water fundraiser for the Bruges Swimming Club. Um, a few of us try to make a point of going over most years, and it is quite a special event. And if you've never swum. Imagine you're running on a running track next to a grandstand. It, the swim is somewhat like that. It's a beautiful, narrow, dead straight yeah. canal, yeah. and you're yeah. swimming along, and you can see people walking and cheering. You're not in the middle of a lake. It's quite special, didn't you yeah. think? Yeah. And I think the current behind you. <laughs> or was I just really lucky that year? <laughs> <laughs> there, there may have been, it may have been the, the the later wave chasing you down and um, pushing you along. <laughs> No, it was uh, absolutely great. I loved it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. And are, there, are there any other e races? I mean, maybe we won't get to them, but does the, you know, um, Wildflower over or, or, or um, what's the other special one? Norseman? That's a kind of special kind of Ironman. Would you fancy that? I don't know. Um, I think I'll settle for that slightly longer term goal. I mean, there is how much training you can actually yeah. get in at the moment. I've, I haven't yet done any open water swimming either. You know, I did look at going to my local Shepparton Lake. I say local, but I can cycle there. So I really ought to be doing that, shouldn't I, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this is like when clients walk onto poolside and say, oh, I'm really sorry, I haven't practiced since I last saw you. <laughs> Well, you, you don't have to admit that you could you could blame me for for your failings, but um, it's good when you it's good when you do you do admit and you're honest about things. But yes, you should try to get there. Where you know when you're ready and happy to no no pressure no pressure. I'd love to get over to Stubbers, but we do live at the complete <laughs> extremities, don't we, in the district line? I, you know, I, yeah. I, you know what? I, it's amusing. I left uh, Katie and Aidan in Somerset um, with Katie's parents, and I was thinking, oh, maybe I could pick you up because I literally left. <laughs> I left Somerset at three a.m. this morning to get to Stubbers for six fifteen, so I could have picked oh, you up on the way. Yes, you could have picked me up. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm trying not to make a habit of it, but I will. Uh, I'll. I'll, I'll keep it in mind next time. I, I promise. Oh. Oh, that would be so good. So, have you got access to any of the pools yet? Unfortunately, not, not yet. Which is, um, you know, it's a little frustrating. Um, yeah. But obviously, these things need to be done carefully and correct. And 
Most of the pools asked us for a couple of weeks grace while they just work yeah. procedures and routines in with the general public. And hopefully it won't be too long. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's quite stressful uh, when a lot of your business is banked on that. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, we're yeah. very appreciative of our clients who have been very patient with us. And, and you know, a lot of them have come out to the lake and swapped things. So that's, that's been a, a real, yeah. a, a real yeah. help. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's been, it's been lovely to see the pools reopen, but obviously tinged with a, a little sense of, oh, I wish, I wish we could, could get there. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, it may vary from one oh, yeah. provider to another, um, you know, whether the, and of course the cost factor of opening the pools, isn't it? But I've been surprised in my local pool at how few people have actually been swimming. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, you know, the double factor isn't there of, you know, is it worth their while? Oh, gosh. Even if they've got the, the pools open. So some sort of guarantee from you that, that you can, you know, at least bring more people to the pool than I'm experiencing at the moment. That's interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. How is your current? We mentioned Iron Grand earlier. That is the title of your last book. <laughs> My only book. I can't imagine me writing a second one. No, I, no, no <laughs> plans. I've just had a request to write a chapter in another book. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it is it selling well? I mean, while you're here, you might as well give it another plug. seem to be enjoying it um yeah i'm not very good at blowing my own chocolates <laughs> am i um i think people have been you know surprised and, and there's always a very difficult balance isn't there if people see you as oh you know she's just on another planet doing iron man that isn't <laughs> no. necessarily going to encourage me to get a little bit more active whereas i think the iron grand sort of does go through my own personal history of not being active at all until i was 50 so you know it's never too late to start is quite an important message to get out and certainly i think people have appreciated that <laughs> It, it is a remarkable uh, story. I mean, you know, don't sell yourself short. And, and I know you're very modest and, and you, you could do with a little bit more. on so Speak to Ben, perhaps, your, your grandson, for some more advice on social media. You, you, can, you, you're, you, you know, given what you've done, um, your achievements and going off to the world champs and bits and pieces and squeezing in, you know, the small matter of running a, a, a nationwide charity now. No, we're still in London. Still London. Um, I was just being asked just this morning about going into a tenth borough. We're in nine boroughs at the moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you... yes, the potential is there, but we also are looking at a, a fairly firm partnership with Age UK Camden, and that would give us the opportunity to scale up. But we also, you know, do need some management, um, additional management as well within Silverfoot before we really scale up. But I think the potential is there. The recipe is good. Um, and it's coming at a time when, you know, our aging population is almost going to be greater than our younger population, isn't it? So worldwide. Oh, my um, goodness. So, yeah, aging crisis. <laughs> Let's get them fitter <laughs> between us. But, you know, swimming comes 
very high, doesn't it, in the potential to keep people as they're aging more active without, you know, as every physio would say, they get all their business in London from runners. Um, <laughs> and a few, you know, obviously cycling's not without its accident rates, particularly at the moment out on the roads. So I think swimming is probably for older people absolutely vital way of, of staying fit staying active and hopefully meeting a few people in the changing rooms and socializing <laughs> and, and that's a key part of it isn't it i mean you ex- you explained to me with the walking football you know the older gentleman it was the loneliness as much as the fitness that was such yeah. a an important yeah. aspect for them yeah. No, that's absolutely right. And of course, but I think people are a little bit more open at the moment about the, I, it's, I, I don't like the word loneliness because I think people have never really wanted to sort of say I'm lonely. Whereas now where they have been socially isolated and, you know, locked down, then I think it's a more open topic, isn't it? As well as clearly the mental health issues that are associated with it. Um, but I think, you know, if you've got up early in the morning and gone for a swim, there's a feel-good factor after that. But <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you it... know my slight theory about that, that's <laughs> totally unproven, but, you know, you actually do spend the, probably the most peaceful nine months of your life ever <laughs> submerged in water. <laughs> Or fluid, anyway. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm in quite a privileged position. I'm on I'm on poolside a lot, and and London Fields is a lovely Lido, and yeah. I get I get you know we hire two lanes, and I conduct that session, but I observe what's happening in the public lanes, and you know it's lovely to see you know the social interaction, people chatting, the water just you know breaks down a lot of barriers and people, especially yeah. especially a Lido. I think there's something quite. Charm, charming about a Lido, and, and you have that at Hampton, I bet. Yeah, yes, no, I agree. Um, it's a I shame, agree it's a shame so I, many uh, were pulled down. <laughs> I'd still be interested in what the feel good factor is. I know, is it Mike Mosley um, did the sort of going into cold water, didn't he? Some of that experimentation, um, but I think it's being submerged in water that somehow links to the brain and the feel-good factor. Give me the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we'll, do a, we'll do some research and we'll uh, pick this up on another one, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, the, the endorphins and, and the, the, the cold water, that's another, that's another podcast. But um, anyway, Eddie, that's about 30 minutes about up. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure. You, 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 you do need to blow your own trumpet a little bit more often. You're an absolute rock star legend on all of our training camps. And everyone, everyone loves the book. Everyone asks how you're doing when I bump into people. Um, please keep coming back, coming back and showing us how it's all done. It's been, it's been lovely knowing you and uh, hopefully we'll be on many more training camps for many years to come.